Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam from the Casual Watch Review channel and Chris from Everyday Mastery on Instagram. How have you been, Chris? Uh, good. Good evening, Sam. Oh, good evening to you too. Good evening. So this week we've got a couple of news stories as per usual, and then we've got an interesting discussion about watch flipping that's sort of also going to be about limited edition watches and what we think of those so should be an interesting topic we kind of briefly discussed it last week i think as we were discussing other things but um so first up as customary with these shows what watch are you wearing chris at the moment uh i am still uh my everyday the bell and ross uh v293 gmt so still on the wrist haven't uh haven't taken off since i got it back from from service so and then have you got a watch obsession this week this is going to be a dangerous like this has already been dangerous for me talking about watch obsessions but have you had a watch obsession this and, week and not uh, a couple of stories that we'll kind of talk about a little obsession um we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh president's day a little later that's my watch obsession but uh but nothing nothing too nothing too crazy Oh, you lucky I didn't actually get a President's Day. I had to travel for work on that day to a customer who didn't celebrate uh, President's Day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I was working as well, so I had uh I didn't get it off, but it was uh it was awfully slow, which was good. So there was definitely some time to uh to browse the browse the feed. Oh, absolutely. What have I been wearing this week? Well I've been wearing yeah. well, I was travelling with the the ultimate turtle. Yeah, saw some saw some pictures of that. Yeah, got it on a nice man cave leather strap. Looks so, good. Yeah, big shout out to McCola for sending me that. And then the last two days, I've been wearing. So the the guy that designed the bullhead chronograph watch that I reviewed on the channel, which is still mm -hmm. on Kickstarter, so check that out if you look for uh, the mech bullhead i'll leave a link in the show notes uh, so dave who's designed that who actually does design them in detroit he's from detroit unlike those other charlatans um and <laughs> a detroit watch company that will not be named <laughs> yes uh, a nondescript detroit watch company and he also made he very kindly sent me in and i think i'll do a review of it as well have you ever seen his homage to the 6105 that he made the Seiko 6105. No, no, I didn't. He's done a kind of, uh, he's done a homage with it. It's got his logo on it, but it's very kind of faithful to that original Seiko. So he sent me those in to have a look at. So I might do a review of that. It's it's interesting. If you like that vintage Seiko look, that 6105, which is, was the predecessor to the Turtle, if anybody's not uh, registering from the oh right right yeah yes yes sorry now yeah now i now i get it i need to yeah i'll need to check that out yeah and then my watch obsession this week has been weird it's been g-shocks so last week i talked about that how i was down with the kids and i was checking out that uh that kith watch which i also right. thought might have been k-i-t-h but i've since learned by watching uh 16 year old boys reviewing hoodies on right on youtube that it is kith <laughs> anyway they still okay. this this will lead into our bigger story actually but the rose gold watch 
sold out in seconds. It's a rose gold coloured G-Shock DW6900. It, it does look awesome. It's a bit yeah, it gaudy in, in, in rose gold. Anyway, so I went, I've been watching those on eBay and then that G-Shock have now released metal versions of that watch. So one okay. is called the GM6900G, which is a gold. And then they've also done a silver uh, one or a, a steel version. And then they've done one that's like a black, uh, which is steel, but then they've coated it to look black. The The hmm. gold one not a watch that i would normally go for but it does look pretty cool it's um hmm. they're going on ebay for about 250 dollars. i just don't know if it's going to be like if it's too much bling for me gold on a like a black uh rubber strap the, the traditional g-shock strap yep it's got the gold face too so the one thing that is putting me off and we discussed this last week is the negative right. dial yeah, inverted dial, yeah. Yeah, the inverted dial. And somebody commented mm-hmm. on, we should do this as another subject, but somebody commented on that video, so a uh, big shout out to that person that commented, that he runs triathlons and wears polarized sunglasses and some LCD oh. watches that yeah. you can't view with polarized sunglasses on. I don't know why I've never known this before. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a polarized uh, sunglass guy. And yeah, I, there's, I could see that. And yes. there, there's that yeah there's times where you're like have to look, look at your phone sideways and you're like oh okay oh i can't see this this is totally not and also some of the some of the uh, uh lcd display is like in cars and stuff or like that yeah uh, well so. I, I can confirm to all the listeners that you definitely are polarizing okay good, that's good. <laughs> at least i'm you know that's good <laughs> I, I only ever remembered polarizing sunglasses i think from my dad when he used to go fishing it cuts down the glare and it, it adds uh, contrast, I guess, is what I'd say. So it makes everything kind of sharp. Um, also, like uh, driving and uh, like skiing, I think can help. Although just a yellow lens, like a different color lens will help with skiing. So I have worn them in the past when I was went fishing with my dad, but I'm, I don't recall not being able to see an LCD watch with it. So maybe yeah, we should need yeah. to do an experiment on the on the channel with that it's like one of those things where you just assume everyone has done and then you're like oh yeah i know no, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah it, weird thanks chris for letting us know what you're wearing that's what i was wearing the ultimate turtle now let's dive into a couple of news stories and i have to be honest it's been a bit of a light week in the world of horology there's been no no significant dramas certainly not that i've uh, yeah, noticed yeah yeah other than some, you know, some other uh, folks have picked up the uh, couple stories that we we were we scooped up uh, early, um, you know, watch shows and and the COVID nineteen stuff, um, and some other and some other drama. But uh, yeah, been pretty light. Re- we should recap. We should definitely recap. So speaking of the podcast we did three weeks ago now, and I- I'm going to say we were the first. We we might not have been, but we we were talking about the controversy with horology house which was a quick recap there's a it was a youtube channel doing very well based in australia outed on reddit for selling fake rolex watches and it it was quite a damning case uh adrian at bar conjected a great breakdown of what the potential con might have been which we guessed yeah yeah and then what happened was the his reddit channel went down didn't it uh face well he, he popped off facebook 
And then, yeah, I think he I think he closed his Reddit user. Well, and then his whole YouTube channel was off. So it was, it was very damning in the way that it was like, if someone is accused of something and then they just close everything and go away instead of actually coming out and saying anything in response, like, no, that's not true. Funny, wasn't it? And some of the WhatsApp messages that were put on... Ugh on reddit were he wasn't exactly denying it was he was kind of um acknowledging that 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 it was an accident or that he'd been conned and so on and then just being like hey don't tell anyone just give me this back and i'll give you your money back kind of thing like just hey could you just keep the con going that'd be great (laughs) yeah it was funny and then so this week which you alerted me to is that the channel which he'd taken down his youtube channel now his youtube channel was growing he was getting a ton of views And I said it on that video, and I'll say it again. His videos were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Some of his close-up photography was second only, I would say, to Watchfinder. Incredible, incredible uh, photography. But it's come back, but you noticed something very important about the channel that came back. Yeah, well, I I popped back up, and and I I just, I was randomly, I was, you know, I was watching, (laughs) watching YouTube like you do. And it just randomly suggested a watch video also because it knows me <laughs> and it knows what I'm thinking. And uh, it was it was one of the Horology House videos. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. I thought this channel was gone. And then I was like, oh, oh, they they put he put it back up Two well, two things I noticed. The first one was the uh, how to spot a fake Rolex is conspicuously gone. So there's a copy of that video someplace else. Mm-hmm. Multiple people have posted it. Um, and then the second part was. Some of those videos have, you know, up upwards of 300, 400,000 views. And I know, Sam, you're probably more of a YouTube expert on this than I am. But I mean, I know that if you have a video that has a million views, you're, you're, you're doing okay. You know, you're that, 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 that is making something for you. Yeah, it is. It's depending on what his CPM rate is, that could have been a thousand dollars it could have earned two thousand dollars it's a consistent one that's continued to be watched so if you if you take that across and i've never had a video that got to a million views but off my cpm it's roughly about you know he he'd be on a dollar between a dollar and two dollars of course that's canadian money so that was probably like a hundred thousand dollars he made but (laughs) australian right australian Australian? Australian dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Uh, it's, it's, does it spend the same? <laughs> but maybe turning that back on to get some sort of revenue stream. Because he, he didn't, he must have, I want to say like 60 videos up at least. Yeah, he he grew really fast as well. I think in the Australian like horology community. Yeah, he, yeah. And his Reddit page and stuff, he was very, very popular. So he had, uh, he, he sort of had an audience already when he set up the YouTube channel. It really, it really grew. Yeah, interesting development, but you know, the drama, drama continues. I've, I've not heard anything else besides that. I kind of poked at the, uh, at the now closed Reddit thread and uh, over on the Rolex forums as well. And, uh, you know, uh, other than uh, several other people are now questioning purchases that they have made which is which is sad yeah it is it is really sad and from this reddit thread it looked like these were they were definitely copies but they were pretty good copies at that uh, super fakes is kind of the term that they were using so some other news uh we just had president's day passed and uh Houdinki updated their complete guide to watches of u.s president right right and one thing that i noticed you know i've clicked through this article before i've seen this article before we'll link it um in the notes as well as well uh, but the Vulcan Cricket of all watches keeps coming up. I have a friend who has one and heard the Cricket in person 
and uh, it's it's mighty loud. And so very like super favorite um, presidential watch from uh, Truman on. And then it's interesting. The article kept mentioning the same guy who was gifting the president a Vulcan cricket. Like it was the same. And I was more, I became more fascinated in this guy. Uh, I'm going to mess it up. It's like uh, Kijo Pajanin. I think it's, yeah, we'll link it to the, in the show notes. But he apparently and his family would get the Vulcan cricket and, and it was, it became a sort of a tradition that, that the family would gift the U.S. president this watch. So, I mean, just about everybody's got one. It's fascinating. Oh, wow. I didn't, I, I'd not heard that at all. I knew that definitely the Vulcan cricket was used or Vulcan, um, however you say Oh, sorry. Sorry. Am I saying that wrong? <laughs> no, no. I might be saying it wrong. I thought it was Vulcan. Watch but... pronunciation with Chris and Sam. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a nice watch. It's always one of those that's just in that expensive price bracket where there's other watches that are kind of around about there. Uh, but um... yeah, yeah, they, they have a re, you know, so they have a modern edition of it. But I mean, if you are interested in like wearing a watch that most of the presidents have worn at some point, like that's the, yeah, the Vulcan or Vulcan. Yeah. I keep saying Vulcan, like Vulcan. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, please, please roast me for that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, fascinating. Yeah. So that's it. We'll leave a link to that in the comments down below. So the next story, not really news, but we, we were having a brief conversation about this before. Hodinkee did a story that looked like it was about birth watches. It wasn't really, but it did, it did present a very interesting question that I, I don't think I've ever asked you, Chris, is mm. your birth, a birth year watch, are you mm. bothered about them at all? Is this something that I know for some watch collectors, it really factors for them? Yeah, I, I had, I had looked, I had looked, but, uh, um, I didn't, you know, besides maybe uh, like a, like a Rolex from that era, but I, you know, I, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't really come up with anything um how about you i don't know i think maybe i've occasionally looked for it i mean you know the 90s weren't great for uh watchmaking i'm just kidding it was definitely the 80s <laughs> <laughs> and it, it yeah. might it might have been closer to the, the right. latter part of the 70s it was, uh, and it was the 1940s for chris yes no, just kidding. <laughs> it was good it was the uh was the late late 70s for me so late yeah. 70s so you're late you're uh you uh 79 or, or 80 80 yeah 1980 80 oh 80 oh geez i just <laughs> yeah the latter you're part. right on the cusp you can join you can join either club though if you want to join uh gen x or or uh gen y and i've never been i've never been bothered by a birth year watch but it'd be interesting to know if any of the listener listeners are bothered about birth year watches we will be adding uh, nobody took us up on our generous offer last week of leaving us a voicemail message but i did <laughs> i did include the link in the show notes so if you want to ask us a question or leave uh, a message for us that we can either play on the air or a question that we can answer if you just click the link in the show notes page you, it will take you to the anchor website you can record off your phone or you can record directly into your computer a little message and then chris and i will uh, will see it so you can take us up on that one pretty light a pretty light uh, week for news now yeah. before we dive into it let's do we'll do the ad break earlier than we normally do so let's just quickly yeah. pause for an ad break okay welcome back everyone the, we, our main topic we're going to talk about limited edition and 
also watch flippers. But before that, in a new section that we're calling We're Definitely Not Hypocrites, I thought Chris <laughs> has been... You've been selling off quite a lot of your collection this week. My, yeah. Yeah. My, I'm still selling that, my Omega C- Speedmaster. Yeah, any bites on the Speedmaster? Funnily enough, a young gentleman from, I don't know if he's young, but a gentleman from Australia has been chatting to me. And uh, whether he whether he buys it or not, we've just been kind of sorting out postage and stuff. So it's the ball's in his court with it. But he specifically referenced Horology House in there, saying that he's hmm. very nervous now about buying watches on line now mine's a speedmaster it's it's all over the you know uh uh federico uh mentioned that in his latest video as well federico talks watches uh he he uh took that question uh he hasn't seen anything directly but i mean certainly he sort of addressed that you know when you have uh this uh controversy come up where you know people are getting something that's not real and they're purchasing it online and we're dealing with thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's possible it's sort of shaken the industry here or at least shaken the confidence of anybody buying anything on on eBay or any any secondhand, you know, dealer. Yeah, I mean, and that's Federico's one of his main sources of income, isn't it? The is it the Delray watch supply that he that he does so he runs he runs a uh yeah so he runs a, a shop and and has to authenticate stuff and has to has to back it for his customers so i mean certainly a, a good question but uh it, it's interesting that uh that 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 this person brought that up for you know you're like you said you're sort of ubiquitous speedmaster it was um it, it was a, a bit weird it kind of took me by surprise and then another guy from taiwan who wanted to fly to orange county to meet me up and i was like no we're not that that's not Yikes. happening yeah we're not we're not doing that i'd rather keep the watch than uh, do something because uh, i said to him i want to do it through current corona 24 i have a suitcase full of cash and i will meet you in the parking lot it's, yeah it was a, it was a ridiculous thing but um, I, I had you know uh we didn't talk about this but i had i had something very similar happen uh so i've been working on the great consolidation so uh i sold the uh watch that shall not be named <laughs> the, the, before uh, i got the, a chance to review it yeah Yes, there's whoop in and out. Uh, the Voldemort uh, Titanium. I mean, Steinhardt, sorry, Titanium GMT. Um, I wanted to try it out. And I, and, I, and I had an interesting experience with it because it's, it's a watch that checks a bunch of boxes, but it just makes watch people, or it just makes hardcore uh, Rolex people upset. <laughs> and I mean, I... I had a couple of people like private message me and be like, that's a Batman. That's just a, that's just a knockoff copy of the, of the Rolex. And I was like, well, no, I mean, it's not, it doesn't have applied markers and it, I mean, yeah, it's black and blue, but it's, it's not like, I mean, I, all right. I, I mean, I guess. And there's just very, there's, it's very polarizing. Spe- this is the, there's your episode right there. Polarizing. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is this a theme polarization of some polarization in watches. Yeah. This, this, uh, yeah. this, podcast is brought to you by the polarization and the numbers two and twelve so this is the private message you on your through your everyday mastery instagram just like random people or people that you are uh people that i think I've, i've spoken to in the past but you know but just you know but no not shy about it 
nonetheless, I, I, I had the experience with it. So I bought it used because I wasn't going to buy a new one and I got it for a great price used. And because, you know, if you, if you want to try something out and you can get it for 30% off and it, you know, looks pretty good and we're, and we're in the range of, uh, you know, 500 and something dollars here. Got it. Wore it. The movement in it is Swiss amazing. So it, it was running costs. Like it was no more than two seconds a day all the time. The finishing on it, it's a titanium watch. So I think we talked about this a couple of times, last couple episodes, you know, it, it can pick up scratches, but, um, a light, uh, super light, uh, brushing with, a uh, a fine sandpaper would just, you know, would just take out any light, light hairline scratches. That's not a big deal. And, uh, it was a, it was a fun, I nicknamed it the Lego Batman. <laughs> Because it's uh, not really the Batman. I suppose there's a certain irony to the fact that yeah. you can make your money back on a Rolex and you can also make your money back on a Rolex copy. Although I, right. I did see this watch in person and it, it, it wasn't, it, it certainly has elements of the GMT, but the the hands weren't the Mercedes hands. Right. It, it I think just the fact that probably it's a Steinhardt. It gets my back up for sure, but... Um, I have made decisions for the great consolidation. That's what I'm calling it now. And I am like, I'm laser focused on one watch that I'm going to pick up. And I was like, I'm done with this Steinhardt. We're going to pop this back on eBay. And so put it back on eBay and had someone private message me. This is uh, probably the second, only the second time this happened. They literally private messaged me and were and was like, "Hey, I'm in California. Um, we can, you know, I'm in Southern California. Can we just meet up and then I don't have to pay tax and you don't have to pay fees?" But like right in the eBay Messenger, and and so I was kind of like, I was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of not how eBay is supposed to work. <laughs> and so in order to maintain my seller status, I was I just was like, my Instagram is this is all I is all I responded with. That's and funny. Then, yeah, and then they ch- and then he and then he ch- immediately chatted me on Instagram. He has an Instagram handle. Okay, great. And so I I went through and I was like, okay, you know, and and then he 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 tried to talk the price down, or you know, he 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 tried to get the price lower. And I was like, ah. and he's like, well, I'm saving you money because you don't have to pay fees, but I want you know, but like basically, I want some of that money. Well, he's got, he has to pay tax. It, it was actually saving him the tax because he was saving him the tax, and it was saving me the fees. But but in his but so what he did was he just said like, be, because you're going to save, uh, let's say I think it was like forty dollars worth of fees, then then why don't you give it to me for thirty dollars off? Ridiculous. You know, and you'll and you'll be ahead ten dollars or whatever it was, you know. And then that made me a sort of kind of step back and go, how much am I paying for fees? And this is something that I re- I realized, I remembered, but something certainly that for all of our listeners to remember, PayPal is taking three percent, but eBay is taking nine. So <laughs> You know, price price your watches accordingly. Yeah, you know? I've sold a lot of watches. I've sold a lot of stuff on eBay. And the thing is, it is an absolute gouge. But there is that kind of protection there, I guess. I mean, that if I sell my Speedmaster on Chrono mm-hmm. 24, they're going to take 6% plus. Um, okay. Plus, the, I mean, for their escrow service and stuff. Yeah, that's and you mentioned the protection. So that was the thing. I was like, yes, I'm 
saving money by meeting up with you in person, but you're not getting seller protection. You're not getting PayPal protection. You're not getting eBay protection. Mm-hmm. You know, and I realize this is not a, you know, this isn't like the Speedmaster, but it's still, it was, st- it's still a decent amount. It's a decent amount of money for a watch. And I was like, okay, we'll meet, you know, we'll meet in a public place. Okay. All right. Next Tuesday works. This is good. Okay. Then he, then he just, he flaked on me. He, he was going to sell something else and he couldn't get the money. And then, and I was like, yeah. So then I, I was, I was like, this was stupid. I don't know why I did that. I, I should have been like you and been like, sorry, I'm not taking money from a guy that just, you know, got off a plane. <laughs> and, uh, I relisted it on on eBay after looking at what I would actually pay for fees, and I added like eighty dollars to it. Oh wow! And I kept getting lowball offers that were like twenty dollars less than the asking price, <laughs> and I was like, "Just buy it, like twenty bucks, just buy it." Yeah, just buy yeah. It. And then and then a week went by. I was super patient, and someone just bought it. I was like, "Perfect." Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I you're calling it the consolidation. I did one earlier, um, partway through last year that I called Watch Apocalypse. Um, but it's amazing how these the watches kind of creep back up on you. Although I, I have got a kind of a streamlined collection at the moment. I would say if I get rid of the Speedmaster, then my only luxury watch will be the Tudor Black Bay Fifty Eight. Then I've got the Turtle, got my G Shock. I've got that Citizen uh, Promaster Diver and then some of the watches that I've had in for review, which get subscribed to the YouTube channel if you're not subscribed, because when I hit that 10,000 and I'm like, yeah, you're close. Yeah, I'm going to be doing I've got a box full of stuff that will be going to one lucky winner that has uh, watches, etc. in there. And I'll I'll do a video on that. So nice. you, you sold the Steinhardt, but what what other ones are you? Well, sometime last year. Uh, for folks on my Instagram, I built, uh, a space turtle is what I called it. Uh, fun, like total, I had total fun with it. Um, it's what if the, uh, what if Seiko made a watch for the shuttle astronaut, like in the, in the, like, let's say early two thousands back when, back when the shuttle was still flying. I saw a blue, an Iridium blue case from Crystal Times and just this idea popped in my head and I was like, I have to build this. And it was just, it was really just for uh, the experience of it, for the fun of it. I had a great time doing it. I took some super cool, fun pictures of me uh, hanging out on the International Space Station. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, so I've got, the, I've got the space turtle for sale. Um, it's a one of a kind. So if you're into space watches, if you're into space and you just, you want a sort of a, a fun, uh, you know, art piece, I will even say, I'll even admit it's an art piece. Um, I've got that, uh, I've got that on, 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 uh, watch recon. And then I've got my, uh, that Omega 300, which was my watch obsession a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago now. Um, that, uh, that Omega 300 homage is, uh, is on sale uh, on eBay right now. Oh, cool! So, and that's an SKX certain... based watch. Yeah, SKX based. Uh, I did the, I did the, I just did it the way I think it should be done. So it doesn't have the date. It's just the, it's just the time only, and so the movement doesn't have the ghost date where someone you know just <laughs> where the date wheel's there, but it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't do anything. 
Um, so I picked up the right movement for it. It's the NH38. Um, and it's all, you know, clean and ready to go. So I, yeah, I just want to, uh, I just sort of want to move, uh, move past a couple of these, you know, get some of these projects out. I thought that maybe I would fall in love with the 300 and, uh, and wear it, but I don't know, on to, on to other things. This brings us, I guess, to our main topic, which we briefly alluded to last time. And it, it feeds into a couple of stories, especially this Kith, um, G-Shock that I've been looking at that, that this was a limited edition G-Shock watch that I think they sold for around about the four, $400 mark. And I, I think everybody that bought one then put it on eBay. So they, they're ranging from about 500 to $700. We also briefly talked last week about the Timex Q reissue, the mm-hmm. blue one. And Adrian, again, from Bark and Jack did a great breakdown of this, of the original Timex Q and just said that it was just not really that good. It was just a bit meh. But they were selling those at one time for double the price. Oh, easily, yeah. Easily. And they, yeah. um, and now people literally are practically giving them away. I mean, I think originally they were $179. And, I mean, we've both seen some on eBay, haven't we, for, what would you say, like around $100 mark? So whoever flipped yeah. them and paid $400 for one <laughs> of these right. is, it's a joke. But I guess the subject in general is... It's in two parts. It's limited edition watches. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I'm not talking about, I'll ask your opinion on this, Chris. My objection with limited edition watches is twofold. Now, I think if you're making a special watch, if you're a luxury watch manufacturer, maybe you're making the watch with moon dust like Omega might do, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, these Patek, like one of a kind watches where they can't produce them en masse. And then on mm-hmm. the, the flip side of the market, and I think Hodinkee's really bad at this, they take a normal everyday watch that any watch collector should be able to buy. I'm talking about the Seiko Alpinist as an example, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Swatch System 51 that they had, the Oris, and they make those limited edition when there's zero reason to do, do it other than a complete cash grab. And it's right. it's it's ridiculous. I mean, what what do you think on that? It's crap. <laughs> it's just crap. You, it feels just like a cash grab. It's just a cra- It's just a cash grab, and it's just it's no. It's sad. It's sad. I'm mad. I'm mad about it. I'm sad about it. I'll give you a couple of examples. So we talked about the Timex Q, which everybody seemed to lose their shirt on. But the new Batman, they're, they're, I mean, it's not even been properly released yet. And they're going... <laughs> How dare you call it the Batman? Uh, sorry. Sorry. The new Timex Q mechanical, which um, is M79. going for $365, which again, isn't going to be limited. The one, I'll give you a couple examples and then I'll tell you the one that annoyed me the most. It annoyed me mm-hmm. that much that I emailed the the company, emailed the watch oh, company. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'll give you a couple of examples of Hodinkee's, um, I'm going to call it the Hall of Shame because I don't think they should have done <laughs> this. So first of all, they had that Omega, that limited edition one that, that just, I mean, I did a video on this. It just looked ridiculous. My main argument was, was it? with it was that it had a uh, additional dial with uh, kind of the hand was like double-ended to basically do like a mm-hmm. split minute and mm-hmm. the watch looked as if 
by the dial layout that it was kind of a an instrument for measurement. It looked like it would have been built for a purpose, whether it be like aviation or something. You know, uh, um, Omega make these watches specific to an industry like the pulsometer. And you've talked about Zinn as well, haven't you? They right. do like a medical one. So this one looked like that. But essentially, Hodinkee had just gone crazy with the dial and none of the dials meant anything. It, they didn't have a purpose. It wasn't like a, an aviation watch that they then... It was they just, just they put... Just put, they just put a scale on it that didn't mean anything. Yeah, it just—it was just bizarre. Obviously, this is all my opinion, and if anyone from Hodinkee is is listening, uh, this is purely my opinion. Anyway, there, there's, there's <laughs> was, lo- was this the sorry was this the like the Mark Forty one they did? Yes, or no? It was something. Yes, yeah. Oh, really? So, so that has just stuff on it that doesn't mean anything yeah it doesn't they they it was a homage to an earlier one but it it didn't really it, to me it doesn't really have a purpose i'm sure somebody will correct me but again there's still i mean this was i guess a, a year 18 months ago that they did this there they were selling them for 6500 sold out they're on ebay now for like $8000 and um, they also had a swatch system 51 which you can regularly pick those up for a hundred dollars even less on the mm-hmm. second hand market yep. they're yep. on ebay for 274 dollars and um, because they're a limited edition exactly the same you, you actually have a system 51 i do yeah i have the, I have the ori- one of the original ones that i got i bought from swatch for 150 dollars uh, yeah 274 seems to be the average price on ebay for the hodinky one who's paying that it's ridiculous and then they made that gorgeous oris uh 65 Mm -hmm. that had the kind of faded out bezel they did a great job of it but again they were knocking them out for 2300 which is more than a standard 65 but again Mm -hmm. ebay their average price isn't as extreme as some of the others but there there's many on there that are between 2800 and 3000 dollars so you've got to kind of overpay for these watches the seiko alpinist this is the worst offender I they think so, they yeah. were selling them for was it four fifty sort of four fifty five hundred I think from memory. Uh, yeah, sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. and they're like yeah four fifty. I think you're right. Yeah, and then there there's loads of them on eBay. And you had and you had two frames of mind there for for four hundred fifty dollars. And again, this is our opinion. This is why we do a podcast. You had a bunch of Seiko people, guys, fanboys, whatever you want to call them. I I I love Seiko. I mod Seiko. So I'll just say that. Let me preface. You had a bunch of Seiko people saying like, oh, but but that movement, you know, for the for the Alpinist, they're like, oh, but the, but it has the it has the four R thirty whatever, and I was like, I was like, it's still it's still not it's not a Swiss movement, it's not anywhere close to like a two second a day certified like for four hundred and fifty dollars, you can get a Hamilton that'll do two seconds a day for four hundred fifty dollars. Uh, I'm sure in a bin of Seiko movements, I'm sure one of them will do two seconds a day until you turn it sideways. And then it just, so, okay, I got, I'm an accuracy snob I, and I had the movements apart. I've had them on, on my workbench. I get that. So I'll stop there. But also that, that, so I'm curious, Sam, what's sort of worse here for you? I, while I see it as smart marketing from Hodinkee, that does gripe, you know, you definitely, you definitely want to gripe it because you're like, you're just, you're just taking, you're just doing a re-edition and you're marking it up a, a, a lot in order to, ca- in order to cash in on it. But then you get 
these people that just sit there first in line at the Apple store to buy 15 of them and go on eBay and flip them. And so it's like, which I feel like that's worse, but at the same time, both is just both those situations. You know, how do you feel about? Well, yeah, I mean, this, this Kith watch, this G-Shock that I've watched, there's so many on eBay. Now people just bought them with the, it's not, you bought it, you didn't like it and then you're selling it off afterwards. I mean, literally people are posting the stock images and then a picture of their order confirmation. Right. They're like, they're like cashing in on that. It's ridiculous. And I don't know how you would possibly do the math on this, but, uh, you know, that Seiko Alpinist, that could have been a watch that they just kept making. I mean, it's this kind of, must have must have must have like that you know hodinky want to get that cash up front they want to sell them out so they've got that cash but logistically you wonder whether they would just make a similar amount of money just having it non-limited and just having people say hey this is the hodinky alpinist you can only buy it through our site it's not limited but you've you know, got to go right, here right right but you can yeah but you can put one in your cart right now it's three hundred dollars I'm sure it's a negotiation tactic with Seiko. I'm sure they went to Seiko and said, look, we can sell, uh, you know, 100,000 of these in. Oh, easy. Uh, so give us this price peg. It, it, and it, it's really awful making it on a, a watch that watch collectors do respect. I mean, those Alpinists are still on eBay for between 960 up to $1,400. I saw one. And uh, maybe it's because they're not selling. But um, to to tease it where it's like, oh, we've got this special dial, this blue dial. And you want it, but you can't get it. I want to interject and and point out, it's the same sort of thinking with, and I mentioned Apple before, don't think for a second that Apple marketing doesn't realize and love that there is a line around the block. Yeah. They do that. They, they, They could make, they could have a store have all of them. They could have a pallet of them, but they don't because... They want the line out the block. They want people, they want the news taking pictures of the line out the block. And I, and I kind of feel that's the same marketing strategy at play here where they're like, we're going to make this addition where we're only going to be, the, we're going to be the only ones. And the only people that are going to buy it are the, the 50 flippers who are going to immediately go on eBay, but it's, you know, it's going to be hard to get and everybody's going to be talking about it. And that's what we want. I know that there's this argument that you hear usually from people that buy these watches and flip them just being like, oh, I'm a I'm a legit. It's a, you know, if people will pay it, then I'll do it as if that's some kind of justification. But there's a lot of awful con artists and criminals use that exact same excuse that they're, mm. oh, well, if I wasn't going to do it, somebody else was going to do it or. Or the favorite one is, uh, you know, oh, well, we live in a capitalist society. Well, we don't really because a capitalist society means that everything is for sale. Like you you could buy yourself out of prison. I mean, and some would argue that the rich do. But the justification for just blatantly gouging people. And it, I mean, it, it happens across. I mean, Supreme, we talked about last week. Is, oh, yeah. There's a whole yeah. cottage industry that the hype beasts or whatever that that just buy and, and resell uh, Supreme stuff. And it's, a, oh, it's yeah. a, like what you feel like this is a ginormous karma thing that's going to come back and bite people on the ass. Uh, uh, yeah, so I did promise that, um, well, this, before I say this, before I say <laughs> which is my, the one where I actually emailed the watch company, 
I sent you one before of somebody who's trying to do some like ridiculous limited edition Kickstarter watch that it has to be a joke. It has to be the worst <laughs> troll that anyone has ever done on Kickstarter. I, I, it's you know what? It's I watched the video. You should you know you'll obviously post the link. Um, I could uh, my exact response was good god <laughs> it's unbelievable so this is I and mean, we'll perhaps we'll link uh, i don't even know if we should link to this in the show notes you know I, maybe we should I, just take a screenshot we'll just take a, <laughs> we'll just link to a picture <laughs> so these two uh, clowns they can be best described at they've developed this watch called the solid state watch now it's got an interesting name but did yeah. you have a little look into actually what it I was did, I, wa- I watched the whole video and i'll and i'll summarize so they they took the what's it the cheapest casio yeah the f91w so they take it out of the 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 housing the case the module yeah and then they proceed to drop it into a 3d printed sl sla 3d printed case clear and then uh cover the date up or the year up i'm not sure why they covered the year up because it's for a leap year oh because oh because right because You'll never be able to set it again, nor change the battery again, because then they poured resin over it. Yeah, so it's encapsulated in, it's like they drop it into this, into the watch, and then they fill it with a syringe with resin, so the whole thing is, it's encased. That's it, that's your tenure, that's your, sorry, Earth, (laughs) that's your tenure, and then throw it away. Well, what's ridiculous is, for a start, they cover the date over with basically an orange sticker. Um, they, you can't replace the battery, as you said. You can't change it for daylight savings time. So I presume you've got to have two of these watches. They specify, right, they specify your time zone. They're like, oh, specify your time zone when you order. As if that's a feature. They spe- they make that sound as if it's a feature and we'll customize the time zone. It, it's ridiculous. And they are a, a holding a mirror up to consumerism they're holding a mirror up to these ridiculous limited edition watches they're holding a mirror up to all these other watch companies that say they're disrupting the swiss watch industry and what what is the biggest troll of this whole thing is you can pick those casio watches up for what would you say 15 dollars if that 12 bucks they put a fabric they put a fabric strap on it and then the case i mean they've had to buy the 3d printer but the the 3d printed case is i'm imagining is a couple of dollars of actual resin and these things they are knocking out for <laughs> and they're at bearing in mind they had a target of eight thousand dollars and they've nearly at ten thousand dollars over that they're at seven thousand uh, one uh, seventeen thousand eight hundred and fifty five what do they want for it and what was the price what was the, i didn't even see the going 160 dollars the early bird price is right. oh the early bird <laughs> buy two for 300 it's absolutely it's insane it's yeah it's the most insane thing i think i've seen Uh, guys you should check that out and this is a kind of a little tangent but so yeah no it's good it was like it's everything uh just like capitalism and and taking advantage of of watch people it it just goes it cuts right to it (laughs) ridiculous so i did promise that i would talk about the the limited edition watch that annoyed me the most out of any now, if, if you've seen my Instagram, I'm a big fan of kind of like modern art. I love like Roy Lichtenstein. I, I, I'm a big fan of, of modern art and Swatch. So this is the actual plastic Swatch watches, not Omega mm-hmm. Swatch. 
So Swatch released two watches for the uh, Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday. One was, uh, and they're both designed by Damien Hirst. Now, Damien Hirst is a very famous British artist. He was extremely famous for basically taking a cow, a dead cow, cutting it in half and put it in it in like a formaldehyde, in like a resin. Um, He also did a shark, and that shark is, I've got a picture on my Instagram, is in the Palms in Las Vegas. Oh, I think I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, he does incredible Hmm. stuff like that. He also has this, his theme is uh, dots. So he has like a one painting that's all just different dots of different shaped colors. Anyway, he did this Mm -hmm. famous Mickey Mouse painting, which essentially was just uh, different dots, different circles over the top of each other in it just, you know, looking at it from afar, you can see it's it's Mickey Mouse's kind of familiar shape. So Swatch mm-hmm. made two watches. Now, the first mm-hmm. one I managed to buy for, I think it was $160. It was limited edition, but it was like, there was like 4,000 of them. So there was no, no problem getting it. The mm-hmm. second one they released, it was a similar version, but in it was a lot nicer. So the watch itself was yellow. It had the design in, in black on the dial. And then the strap mm-hmm. was um, red and yellow, I think, from memory. Or maybe the watch case was, was black. No, yeah, watch case was black. I'm looking at it now, yeah. Swatch did this absolutely criminal thing that I liken only to what teenage girls must have to go through when they're trying to get tickets for a, like a one direction concert or they're trying to get tickets for uh, look at my knowledge of like current pop artists like billy eilish or something you had to basically log into their website register and then oh, wait till midnight for the thing to refresh and then you could buy one of these watches so i'm set up it, it was midnight pacific time so it was like so you're like i'm in i mean <laughs> so i was there refreshing it another good friend to the yeah. show sean he was there refreshing mm-hmm. it the site was crashing and everything and then suddenly like i'm refreshing it and then suddenly like people are like oh they're all gone right 12 seconds 12 seconds have been long then we went to bed because it was like midnight and then next morning we wake up right, and right. they re- they didn't say this but they released them in batches so they'd done like a couple one hour oh. and i was absolutely i was livid <sighs> i was absolutely livid yeah. because i was like yeah because it would have been cool to have these two kind of art watches i was thinking about putting them in a frame it would have made it would have looked cool and um so then they it was Swatch emailed me to say how was my buying experience for the first watch, and I just <laughs> let I just emailed them well, back. I'll tell you, I was like, I was, abs- <laughs> I was honestly, I was absolutely disgusted with them. There was zero need to make it limited edition. I don't, I can't remember another watch. They probably have, but I can't remember another watch. It was, it was the grossest thing ever. I mean, they can pump those watches out. Probably they, I think it was limited edition to. I, I can't know 2000 or something whatever the limited edition was they could have pumped 2000 of them out every five minutes probably in their factory and the thing right. is still on ebay today those yeah. watches which retail for 200 dollars, the average on ebay you're looking at, at, at like a thousand dollars it's disgusting and oh. they, they also oh. made and a viewer very kindly sent me in a picture of this because he yeah. he was a big swatch collector and he got in with right. one of his um swatch local swatch shop so he got one and so he should do he's he's bought thousands of uh, well he's bought many swatches from them he got the have you ever seen those ginormous wall clock swatches he got one of those yes. in that limited yes. edition version as well yeah. so i mean good good luck to him but yeah yeah i was absolutely i couldn't have been more annoyed about a, yeah. a blatant limited edition a blatant cash grab 
I, you know, and Swatch and Omega, I heard a bunch of stories. So did you hear about the the Ultraman when Omega did the... I reviewed it. I've reviewed an Ultraman. Uh, Bob's Watches had one. Yeah. So the, everyone went away with that same feeling. So in the Swiss watch sort of genre, it's funny because they half the industry feels like they want to continue operating like it's 1890 (laughs) and they're like well i'm sorry sir you can't you know you can't just buy this you have to go to an authorized dealer and then you go to the authorized dealer and you're like well we don't we don't have them today but you know we might get more in stock and like it's a very you know a very posh you know we're gonna we're gonna pour champagne when you finally when we finally get one and you know this sort of experience right and then the other half of the industry is like Oh, you know what we'll do? Um, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll throw it up on, uh, we'll throw it up on the web like Ticketmaster, and that that I heard some stories of the Ultraman. I mean, that angered some, some very like some longtime Omega folks, yeah, because they're like, you are setting up a customer base where you are a fan, you are a collector, you come into our boutique, you spend time here, you tell your friends about us. You, you come in, you look at the watches, you buy the watches, you, you buy them for your friends, you, you know, you've got this special edition, when we release this one, you wanted it, you wanted this one in platinum. So you take those folks that have sort of built up this relationship, and then you say, okay, like you did, Sam, like, go ahead and log into your computer at midnight and start clicking on a button. And it just, it, it just ir- irradiates any of the, that sort of feeling that you had with the brand, I think. I had a chance to look. So we told you guys about this last time. The Timex M79 is not limited. They are going to sell a billion of them. Yep. They are already sold out. <laughs> I don't know about you, Sam, but my Instagram was lousy with them. Yeah. Uh, but right now, with 11 minutes to go, I, I think I'm going to bid on it. $405. 11 minutes to go on eBay right now. It's just ridiculous. It's just a ridiculous state of affairs. Maybe we should, it's it saved me getting more enraged. Maybe we should kind of wrap, yeah. wrap it up there. So, um, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Casual Watch Talk. We're having a, a lot of fun making these, so let us know if you're enjoying them. Uh, Chris, we've uh, we've got the Facebook group now. Yeah, yep. guys, so we're really interested in hearing from you. Please join the Facebook group. Leave us a, a message We'll, we'll post, we've been posting the podcast on there. We'll leave some polls and things like that. You can ask us questions on there or just let, leave us comments. And thank you to the people that are emailing me as well. Uh, big thanks to uh, Jeffrey, who's been uh, listening to these shows. Uh, much appreciated. He's, I think he's, was, I think in the first 10 subscribers I had on the channel and he's been kindly giving us some tips awesome. to kind of improve, uh, improve these podcasts. So, so Chris, thanks for uh, joining me uh, on this thanks. week. Thanks, Sam. Okay, guys, well, appreciate listening and we'll see you next week on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.